Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Michael Zizas, Head of Public Policy Research and Municipal Strategy for Morgan Stanley. And I'm Matt Hornbach, Global Macro Strategist for Morgan Stanley. And on this episode of the podcast, we'll be talking about fiscal policy in Washington, D.C. and its impact on markets. It's Wednesday, June 30th at 11 a.m. in New York. This week, we stick with the topic of infrastructure policy in Washington, D.C. and its influence on the markets. And Matt, we wanted to bring you in because it might be the treasury market that could be the place where infrastructure policy developments most visibly play out. But before we get into that, I think there's one essential point that needs to be made to investors. In the past week, it may have been easy to get caught up in the headlines around bipartisan agreement to boost infrastructure spending by $600 billion without any tax increases. It's critical for investors not to be distracted by or obsessed with this bipartisan package. You shouldn't assume this modest policy changes the end for fiscal policy. Rather, it's just one part of the legislative process, one that we think ends either in a big sweeping fiscal policy change on both spending and the tax side, or no changes at all before the midterm elections. Said differently, we wouldn't count on a moderate middle path. The dynamic here is probably go big or go home. So Matt, given that dynamic, why is this policy debate becoming critical to the bond market? Well, Mike, because it's potentially a big policy change, not a modest one. And when you're talking about big policy changes out of Washington, D.C., you can be talking about big implications for economic activity, which includes real spending, real investment, as well as inflation. And of course, we all know how topical the inflation debate is in today's marketplace. So Mike, let me bring it back to you. This is something that matters to markets, clearly, because it's a potentially big policy change. Why are you so confident that we're not looking at something that's more modest? Yeah, Matt, I think it really boils down to this. No fiscal deal is possible without a big fiscal deal. That's because the Democrats have linked together the legislative process for the small bipartisan package and the much larger Democrats-only budget reconciliation package. The Speaker of the House has made this explicit now. And so what this really means, given Democrats' very slim majority in Congress, is that all fiscal changes are a function of what's in complete consensus in the party. In our view, that means a lot more spending approved, as much as $4 trillion of new spending over 10 years, but less revenue, maybe only $1.5 to $2 trillion of new revenue over 10 years. That means that deficit expansion has to bridge the gap. And when we boil that down to what it could mean for deficit expansion in calendar year 2022, it could mean something in the range of $250 billion to $500 billion. So Matt, let's pivot to the question market participants always have to ask in these situations. What's in the price? Would a fiscal package this big passed later this year already be priced into treasury yields? Well, Mike, judging by the conversations I've been having with investors recently, I don't think there's much in the price for infrastructure and certainly not of the size you're talking about. Investors do seem to be confused about where the path for fiscal policy truly lies. I do think to a certain extent, investors have been distracted by the bipartisan policy package that is being discussed today in the news media. Another way of assessing what's in the price is to look at where the market trades today versus where we expect it would trade if the type of fiscal policy package you're projecting comes to fruition. So with a 10-year treasury yield at 1.5% today versus our year-end forecast of 1.8%, I think it's safe to say that the type and size of fiscal policy package you're expecting isn't in the price of the market today, Mike. And Matt, what if we're wrong and the whole deal falls apart? Obviously, there's some room for error here, given the Democrats' very slim majorities. Would yields move lower in that situation? 
I think part of what has driven Treasury yields lower, Mike, is the confusion that investors feel about the outlook for fiscal policy. So I would expect 10-year Treasury yields to fall a little bit further from here if, in fact, there isn't any progress on the larger reconciliation package. But ultimately, I wouldn't expect them to fall too much further. Matt, thanks for taking the time to talk with me. Great talking with you, Michael. And thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share thoughts on the market with a friend or colleague today. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you. 